Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Sessions. This is your boy, A Metz. I'm B Pimp, by the way. By the way, that's B Pimp. And yeah, we're here for another episode. Happy to be with you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can always leave us a five star review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. But yeah, thanks for checking us out. For our top five for this podcast, we're going to talk about our favorite 90s sitcoms. And if you're anything like us, you were raised at least partially on television. And for us, the 90s, well, though we were both born in the 80s, our formative years, raised in the 90s, that's right, our formative years were in the 90s, so we wanted to make sure that we paid a little homage to our favorite 90s shows. So that's going to be our top five. And it begs the question a little bit, if you were to write a sitcom now, what do you think that sitcom would be about, and where would it take place? I would like, I've always wanted to do a sitcom, or just a show in general, that was based in the south suburbs of Chicago. Right. Where I'm from. And I feel like they haven't been represented enough in modern sitcoms. Chicago itself, sure. Oh yeah. Tons of shows in Chicago. Every single NBC show is in Chicago. <laughs> right. Whether it's Chicago. Except Friends. Yeah, except Friends. But, like, not the sitcoms, of course. But uh, Oh, yeah, Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire. Chicago Justice. Yeah. Chicago PD. Right. What's the other one? Chicago, Chicago Med. There yeah. are four of them now. And, I love that Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. I don't think anybody on the show has a Chicago accent. Well, any of them. I'm pretty they're sure. All, they're probably all like from New Zealand or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's always the case. They're like some like British person trying to like do their best version of Chicago accent. It's yeah. Like, there are tons of actors from Chicago. Right. Yeah. Just you hire can. John C. Riley to do all of them. <laughs> to do everything. <laughs> Definitely gonna. That's a future top five. I know it. John, John C. Riley rolls, yeah. baby. So. But yeah, that, I think it would be a good show. The, you could have someone who... Basically what I like about it is, if you're in the sh- south suburbs of Chicago, you have the mix of some of the neighborhoods that were once like really popping and thriving or dying. Yeah. So you could have like something about that. Some, maybe it's somebody who has a job that's getting phased out or whatever. It could be oh, one yeah. of those like... A really cheery sitcom. Yeah, you know. I think is what you're saying. Exactly, yeah. No, yeah. No, I agree with that. You know, to have a lot of laugh track. Yes, um, <laughs> you got it. Would be the saddest sitcom in the world, <laughs> but just within it, like the most laugh track you've yeah, ever heard. Exactly, I agree. Like the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, my idea would to be have four dorks that live together <laughs> who like sciency nerd stuff, but instead of California, they live in Chicago. Mm. So I think it will be a hit. If I know anything about how sitcoms work and how bafflingly Big Bang Theory is like the top-rated sitcom, it's great. And why is it? It's so great. I don't even. It's because people either like Kaylee Cuoco, or I mean, is that it? Nerd guys. They like the nerd guys. Yeah, or the one chick who's got the glasses. Yeah, it's funny though. We have uh, Maggie's sister. One of her, well, basically her husband's. God, is she related to her, or is it a friend? I'm not sure. But she is dating uh, Johnny Galecki's brother. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a loose connection. Okay. But, yeah. So it's... Uh, Six Degrees of Johnny Galecki. 
All I know is after this podcast, I'm going to start writing a sitcom about a bunch, bunch of nerds. Bunch of doing dork stuff, you know? Doing dork stuff. So they're like, like, whether it's Star Trek or Dungeons Magic the Gathering. Yeah. We know there's a bunch of dorks listening to this podcast doing nerd stuff all the time. If you have any nerd or dork ideas that you'd like to send us, we know you know how to use a computer. <laughs> so send us an email at well, Wednesday section. Is, if anyone it. out there listens to the, the great Hollywood handbook, you would know that nerds is cool. Nerds is cool. No. Yeah. So. That's, uh, that is one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah. I don't know if it's wise for us to be plugging the other podcasts. Oh, I think. Podcast. If you have time, if 35 <laughs> minutes every two weeks, if you have <laughs> more time than that and you want to listen to another podcast where the people are almost as funny as we are, right. listen to the nerds and the dork stuff on Hollywood. If Hamburg. you can get past, like, their big wigs. So they are. A lot of people like Fancy to root for the under, underdog. If you really can get behind, like, two guys who just haven't made and they're just doing a podcast out of the goodness of their hearts, yes, then you might like it. That's true. But I'll tell you something that they don't do on their podcast that we do on our podcast is we drink some goddamn whiskey. Segway. Yes. <laughs> it's more graceful when you shout Segway <laughs> as I'm doing it. <laughs> I liked it. I got excited. What can I say? So why don't you tell us about the whiskey that we have today? We have um, Red Bush. Red Bush. It's Bush Fancy Mills. They made, a, they made a variant, I guess you would call it, called Red Bush. I had, full disclosure, I got this. I was going to buy regular Bush Mills because I like to mix like an Irish whiskey with ginger ale uh-huh. um, a great is, combination yeah it's a nice refreshing drink the guy at the liquor store near my office sold me on red bush instead of regular bush mills okay and i first i thought that it was like a cinnamon whiskey. you would think that it would like have some that that kind of flavoring but apparently it. not apparently it's just they're just calling it red bush and it's just a different style of whiskey that is matured to perfection in bourbon casks oh so my first, I did still try to mix it with ginger ale, despite the better judgment. I'm not going to let them tell you what to do. Yeah, and it wasn't very good. No. But now I'm going to try it. And we'll, we'll give just our with first, ice. like, yeah, just how it is on the rocks. Uh, yeah, let's give it a try. All right. Cheers. Cheers. It's, um, doesn't have a lot of kick to it. It's better than I, my opinion was of it yeah. when I mixed it. It's pretty easy drinking. I mean, it's yeah. not like, um... There's not really a distinctive flavor that I can pull out that differentiates it from... No. It kind of tastes like just like a worse version of, like, Tullamore Dew or something. Something like that. It doesn't have a ton of body to it. It's only 80 proof, so it's a little bit less... That, yeah, I can believe it's that. It's a bit, a little bit less sub- substantive. Wait, where is, uh, where is Bushmills out of? Is Bushmills is... No, I believe this is... It's an Irish whiskey. Oh... From the Old Bushmills Distillery Company. And let's see if it says where... It says it's imported from... By Proximo Spirits in Jersey City, New Jersey. Fancy. But the original Bushmills Distillery is in Bushmills County Antrim, which is in Ireland. Alright. So... I probably should have known Bushmills was Irish. Yeah. sure why I did not. (laughs) I mean, the name doesn't really scream Irish, but... No. I knew it was Irish, but like... So... It's a product of Ireland, but I don't know. It's not, there's not, I, you know, I'm trying to do this flavor thing, but. Yes, we've, we've been told by our biggest fans that we should take a little more effort to describe the whiskey that we're drinking. Right. But frankly, you just buy the whiskey, 
And you tell us what it tastes like. Yeah. Who do you think we are? We do everything. Yeah. We're going to tell you about the whiskeys we're drinking, and then you could buy it. Yes, this whiskey tastes like whiskey to me. Not the strongest whiskey. Not quite the weakest. No. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in the middle. It's all right. It's all right. I'm not going to write home about it. No. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I find that I don't write home. I have never written home. No. <laughs> I don't Actually. Know. I think I've written home from a summer, summer camp when I was like 11 years old, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But, I, uh, I refuse to go to like my Catholic high school's big um, Catholic retreat that they did every year. Oh, uh, where did they when go? When I was a senior. I don't know where they went, but it was like everybody was supposed to do it, and I was a rebellious atheist. That's what you got to do. So oh, I said, it was like a Catholic thing. It was a Catholic thing, and you're supposed to write a letter to your oh, parents. Oh, Maggie did one of those. What are those called? It's like Kairos. Kairos, Kairos. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, absolutely not, I'm not doing that. Not going to that, yeah. And then I was an aide for a religion teacher, and she badgered me incessantly in front of her younger students. Oh, why? To go to it. So I had to just sit there and be like, not going to go. And what I really wanted to say was, I'm not going to go to your bullshit religion retreat. But I just said no. That would have got you. It showed me a lot of restraint. Some detention. Yeah, and I I did not get detentions in high school. I, I liked to... Go with the flow. Yeah. Although I was yelled at because my sideburns were too long on, on many uh, occasions. You can't do that at a Catholic school. No. But then I would just shave them a little bit. And then, burns and check. I know. Apparently I was being too rebellious for their t- for their tastes. I tell you. All right. So as we discussed, we are going to talk about our top five 90s sitcoms. And we know everybody's got an opinion on this. So please let yours be known. You can let us know at Whiskey Sessions. That's our Twitter handle. Or you can email us at whiskeysessionsmusic.com. But let's go ahead and get into our top five. This is top five 90s sitcoms. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, so before we get into it, uh, we just wanted to clarify what we thought about 90s sitcoms. The definition is the sitcom had to air the majority of its run in the 1990s. So that means that a couple were left out, um, like Cheers. notably Cheers, Cheers, which was mostly in the 80s. Yep. So don't call, don't write in and say, you didn't say Cheers, um, it didn't qualify. Right. We only say Cheers when we drink our whiskey. Yeah. Uh, I also personally left out any cartoons. Right. Um, and The Simpsons also, I know a lot of people think of it as 90s, but and even though it aired throughout the duration of the 90s, it's still going. It's 17 years into the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> so that does not, that also doesn't count. But yeah, let's go into it. Let's, uh, what's your number five? Number five for me is Family Matters. Family Matters. Mostly known for Steve Urkel. Yes. And his um, cooler alter ego, Stefan. <laughs> um, but I will say, I, the reason I like Family Matters is it was not only entertaining in that way that like if you like if you go back and watch an episode of family matters now which i have done within the last couple months uh-huh. it doesn't age very well like i but there was things about it that i could even appreciate looking back like they did this very serious episode where the daughter on the show was the victim of a hate crime at her high school somebody called her a very bad word ah for african-american people which i don't like to say um and it was a very serious episode and it was like we were watching, Keith and I were watching, like, those special episode of the week versions of sitcoms. And we yeah. came up, he had heard that they had did an episode like that. So we went back and watched it. I'm like, this is an odd, like, sitcom premise. 
But for some reason it worked, and I was, like, happy that they did that. Yeah, I kind of like it when sitcoms did that on occasion. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Fresh Prince was sometimes like that. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't have to, like, always be the exact same way every episode. Exactly. I'm trying to think of sitcoms now that do that. I think Blackish, as I've heard, they did kind of like a, uh, especially during the Trump election, they did kind of a serious episode version of that. But it can be done. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number five is Dinosaurs. Ooh. Which I'm not sure ever did have a, uh, a serious episode. But Dinosaurs is funny because, I, I mean, a lot of people point out it's a ripoff of The Simpsons. And it definitely is. But did you know, not the mama. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't, I'm not sure how long Dinosaurs ran. Maybe like three seasons? I mean, yeah, I think like, so. It wasn't that long. But somebody has pointed out that the boss in that show, Earl Sinclair's boss, I believe that was his name. Yeah. Right? He, he uh, is a dead ringer for Donald Trump in terms of how he talks and how he acts. <laughs> it's something to do like a side-by-side YouTube, and it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> He's got huge hands. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so that's not my number five. What's your number four? My number four is Home Improvement. Barf. And I know that there is some conflict here. <laughs> yes. But I have to say, I'm in the midst, Lisa and I are in the midst of watching it from the beginning. Oh, we're, why? We're on season three. Uh, I think you're being very unfair about I, Home Improvement. I'm being completely fair. What's your, what is your reasoning for for saying barf when I mention it? All right. Here's my thing with Home Improvement. Tim Allen, mostly grunts. I think that's actually like half of his laugh lines are grunts. Okay. So, that's my number one complaint. The kids are annoying. <laughs> I think they're funny. Um, you don't like Wilson? You don't like Al? I don't like any of them. What? What yeah. about Jill? Who is that? That's his wife. Oh, the mom? Nah, she's fine. She's so, good. Okay, so, if you had a show with just Jill, you would have been fine with it. Yes, but... if, it was, if they did a show called Just Jill... <laughs> Like, and what has she done since? Why is she not in more She's things? not in anything else. She's yeah. probably in some, like, Lifetime movies. Yeah, well, she should get some work. The rest of them, I don't care for them. Okay, well, so. the reason I think it's funny is I really like the character of Al. I think it's very hilarious, and he wears a lot of plaid, and he's, like, never lived by himself, and then he moves out, and then he never has any women in his life, and it's just yeah. a very good character. Tim is kind of, eh. Like, it's funny watching it now. He was very sexist, and, like, Lisa will get pissed off. When he says stuff. But yeah. I'm like, Lisa, they're making fun of him. Like, he'll say something dumb and then Jill will roast him. Like, that's yeah. what they were doing. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, Tim Allen's kind of like that in real life. <laughs> yeah, he is. But I now he's know. he's got the, the gravy train of just doing the Michigan, pure Michigan ads. Yeah. He's set. Well, and if you ever seen his newer sitcom, Last Man Standing? I saw a Halloween episode of that once. It's inadvertently. Pretty terrible. It looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> He was so, also in a movie called Joe Somebody? You yeah, remember that? Yeah, he did have some movies. I Galaxy heard Galaxy Quest, Quest was yeah. actually good, but I haven't seen that. Yeah. And then, of course, these Buzz Lightyear. Oh, yeah. Toy Story movies. Right. But uh, oh, he's got to make bank off those. He's. I think Tim Allen doesn't care what we say about him. I bet he doesn't even need the Michigan commercials. I bet he doesn't even need the rub that this podcast is going to give him. he is just from Michigan. He's just <laughs> from Michigan and, and, and likes to... He has a golf course or something, probably. Because that show was set outside of Detroit, right? Yes. Yeah. He was a Pistons fan. Ah. Uh, Isaiah Thomas was on that episode. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, okay, my number four is Friends. And 
I think it's just that I don't love the show Friends, but I've probably seen more episodes of it than anything. And I just remember being in the 90s in like sixth grade and every kid watched it. And I've never known a sitcom or never had the experience anymore of like, did you see that episode last night? And so I would feel negligent not to put Friends on that list. Okay. I, I Somehow I didn't even put Friends on my anywhere on my list of even honorable mention. There you go. Not your friend. No. Uh, my number three is Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, I thought about that. I really like that show. I've watched it. I've watched every episode of that show. Really? Yes. Because it's on Netflix. It was, for some reason, like, maybe a couple years ago when... I feel like Netflix's library has increased a lot over the Certainly last few years. Certainly for television shows. And for when there weren't like a ton of shows on there that whole series was on there yeah. and i just like ran through it and i've always thought ray romano was funny but that show funny. more to me is about like his parents are hilarious like peter boyle as his dad is really funny his brother's funny um i like the whole th- i like i just like that show i like the dynamic like they they kept they stuck with the characters um it was really there was well a lot acted. to do mm-hmm and I'll say with that show, well, two things with that show that I think are funny. One, it, it actually was another show that would have its serious moments. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, some episode, like, his wife and his mother got into a fight. Yeah. And then it was like, this show ended. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're not good. This is like a real relationship. They're having, like, right. an issue. They were always, she was always sniping at yeah. his wife. Yeah, that was, that'd be rough to have your parents living, like, across the street. I know, yeah, they were across the street. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny, if you watch the early, the first season, there's like a pilot episode where they decide to move into that house. Ooh. And it's really interesting, because yeah. like, you get to hear like what their thoughts are when they're like, <laughs> doing the pros and cons. I also think the funny thing about that show is they have kids, but they just like are there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, it, it doesn't revolve around the kids at all. I think it's his real, I think he based it, he really has like twins and a daughter, I think. Yeah. So I think he based it off that. But it's kind of funny. They're just there sometimes. And I, I, like, I've seen a couple episodes and I feel like, oh yeah, they have kids. It's weird. Yeah. They just occasionally show Yeah, up. oh, there's the kids. <laughs> They're taking care of themselves. They're in a plot device. Yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, there's acting rule for children and they probably <laughs> can't show up too much. My number three is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh. Again, another show that I've seen a hundred episodes of probably. If there are a hundred... Well, I'm sure there are a hundred episodes. Yeah, it's in syndication. Yeah, and it was on for a long time. It's one of those shows, too, where it seems like... I know they went from, like, high school to college, but it, it's like, were they in high school for, like, six years? <laughs> I love shows that, like, take place around, like, high schools, and they can't figure out what to do with that. Mm-hmm. It's but, like uh, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. But Will Smith, I mean, he makes that show, and that show is, like, plenty of just, like, Funny moments. I like Alfonso Ribeiro. What's his name? Yeah, Carlton. Yeah, and um, I'm his a, sister too. I'm a big fan. I think it's funny that they, uh, well, both of his sisters. Yeah, yeah, they're both good. But I think it's funny that they switched the mom halfway. Through oh the show. yeah, that was funny. And I'm all on team first aunt. Yeah, second aunt Viv had no personality. Second aunt Viv was the skinnier one. Uh, well, they're both skinny. I thought, uh, maybe I'm forgetting the other one. Who was the one that was more, like, stern-looking? Uh, I think the first one. Okay. And she had a lot more attitude. Okay, I yeah, her. I liked her, too. Yeah. She still has a lot of attitude. You, like, see 
stories about her in the news. Okay. About her like bad mouthing the show, and I don't think <laughs> I don't know if it was her idea to be replaced or what. I'd have to read up a little more on that. Hmm. But uh, I think maybe she was a little bit difficult, and that was part of the issue. But she was great. Uh, what's your number? What are we on? Three. Two. Two. Number two. number two. Roseanne. Oh, that's a good one. So Roseanne is probably like even if this even if this was favorite shows, yeah. In general, she, that might have shown up on my list because if you think about the time that that show started, which was the late eighties, most of it was in the nineties, so it qualifies. But yeah, when it started, <clears throat> to have Roseanne be the lead actress and the whole show is revolves around her, like yeah. that was not happening then. No. As much. Like, there, of course, are examples like Mary Tyler Moore Show or That Girl. Or is it That Girl? Was Which that one show? Is that? With the, um, what's her name? Margot Thomas. No, I don't I don't know. remember. Whatever. There was, I mean, there, what I'm saying is there were examples of sitcoms that were based around female leads, like Rhoda. Yeah. Or whatever. But she was, like, not just a female lead. She was very aggressive and, like, very sarcastic. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, I feel like some of it was a culture shock because you would get all these people that would just hate Roseanne because she's liberal and she's loud and she's whatever. If it's that show is really popular, really yeah, popular, extremely, it, and it, like, it, it, it holds it up one for several seasons. Yeah, it holds up to this day. I still think it's hilarious. It's a great show. I should. John Goodman was awesome. Yeah, John Goodman was. Gonna, I should have watched it more. All right, on to my number two. Uh, my number two '90s sitcom is News Radio. Which, of course, had Phil Hartman, who's classic. R.I.P. Has Dave Foley, who's funny. And, yeah, I mean, that sitcom is just... I like a good workplace sitcom that does it well. I think News Radio is perfect. And I hadn't noticed that. Well, actually, I guess that has been done before. But uh, Wasn't Andy Dick on that as well? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, he was, I think. No, he was on... Fuck, was he? Was he on another show? Might have been. I think Joe I Rogan thought he was, was on it. On it. Who? Is Joe Rogan? Oh, yes! Yeah, that's right. Boy, if you had told me Joe Rogan would still be a name, like, 20 years later, he's, I would not have guessed He just had that. a new uh, stand-up special come out. You get the podcast His podcast strong. is, like, super popular. Yeah. It's always at, the, like, the top of the charts, which I've never listened to it, so I'm not sure why. But, I think he uh, got a negative rub from doing Fear Factor. Oh, right, he did that. Don't you think? Like, unfairly, maybe? That show is just, like, mostly eating bugs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I never want. I don't want to. <laughs> I, don't I feel like a lot of it was. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I've seen of it, or I just always think of Dave Chappelle, his their Fear Factor ripoff that they did on Chappelle Show. When oh he, yeah, when he was, you know, crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? It was Tyrone Bigham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think. Of. But I don't know. I that that was a show I liked because I like Dave Foley. I'm a Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Nerd. Kids and in the Hall was good. Phil Hartman was great. And then they did, after Phil Hartman died, didn't they, they did, like, John Lovitz for a season? Yes. Yeah, which is, I guess, a natural replacement, but it's hard to... You can't, like, yeah. You can't replace Phil Hartman. It'd be like if somebody else was Lionel Hutz. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> no. All right, what's your number one? My number one is Seinfeld. Yeah, that's my number one, too. Yeah, buddy. It's, uh, you can't argue against it. It's great. Yep. The only thing I regret about Seinfeld is... Like, I had some people from my old work who will go to bars and do, like, Seinfeld trivia night, and I just don't have that kind of memory. It's all Seinfeld? It's all Seinfeld. And there's it's a, popular. There's a Seinfeld um, scene it, I believe. That, that makes sense. That you can sense. buy for, for your home. 
But yeah, there are, I think there are multiple bars in Chicago that will do Seinfeld trivia. Now. Okay. And I wish I knew it well enough to be I able feel to like do I that. could do, all right. I've got like, I think I have every season but the last season on DVD. That, Which I mean, to me shows my dedication because my teenage self was like, I'm going to buy these. Yeah. <laughs> the, and the last season's still good, but I mean, that's like after Larry David left, I think. Right. right? Yeah. And somebody like pointed out, and it's definitely true, but after Larry David leaves, George Costanza's character becomes, he just yells. Yeah. He like is turned up to 11. Which shows that that's the what they show. thought of Larry David. When yeah. He, when he was there. Because <laughs> it's basically him. Yeah. All right. You have any honorable mentions? Um, yeah, let's see. I, I, there were some that I liked. I liked Just Shoot Me, even though that wasn't a good show. Yeah. Um, because I like, um... I watched it a fair amount. Yeah. So I, I, It's I mostly because it. David Cross did a, did a cameo on it where he played, like, a guy who was faking that he had a mental issue. Yeah. But he really didn't. Brian Posehn was on that sometimes, yeah. too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also, the ones, the other ones that I wrote down that I didn't include were... Step by Step and Boy Meets World. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which, I mean, Step by Step probably doesn't age well. I haven't watched it in a long time. How do you but feel about Full House? Full House is something. It's terrible. Um, Fuller House is even worse. I don't know. Joey Gladstone. You don't like the Joey Gladstone uh, imitations? No. <laughs> and things that he did? Okay. Um, what about Uncle Jesse's band? Jesse and the Rippers. They had a song. I mean, if you watch... He would sing the same song every time. If you watch Fuller House, it is oh. full of references to the old show. Yeah. That's like all... Well, that's all it was. Yeah. It's it's the most, like, blatant, I think, nostalgia, like, trying to profit off that that I've ever seen. Right. Ever. Yeah. But, but it uh, worked, because they've been, what, second season now? Yeah. So <laughs> I had Roseanne, which probably should be higher. I just haven't seen enough episodes. And then I, like, Spin City... Oh, yeah. Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, of. shit! I forgot about that. Oh, no. I like that show. And uh, the Drew Carey show, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you ever have any thoughts about Dilbert? Oh, on your list? Car- it was... Oh, we can do cartoons. Well, yeah, but I'll give my thoughts on Dilbert. It wasn't good. Okay. It w- Well, it seemed like it was very slow-moving yeah. for a cartoon, which is, like, odd. Right. It was, like, 15-minute episodes that they stretched out into a half an hour. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, if you have any thoughts on your favorite top five 1990s sitcoms, go ahead and email us at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com or send it to our Twitter feed that's at whiskeysessions. And we're going to go ahead and get to your emails now. We've got a couple that are just waiting to be read. You sent us emails to read emails, and now we'll read them. This first one I have here is from Ezekiel in... Biloxi, Mississippi. Oh boy. It says, yo, yo, yo. Real question for you guys. Will we know that this podcast has been hacked by the Russians if it turns into the Vodka Chronicles? <laughs> We've I like where you're coming from, but... <laughs> doing that. Yeah. But, uh... No, we... The question is, would we know that that's why we were doing it? Right. And we're not saying that our, um... That this podcast can't be compromised. It certainly could be for a certain amount of money. But uh, we won't just be bullied by the Russian government. Oh. No, we'll stand strong. Unless they poison us. Well. Then maybe not. That's most likely what right. will happen. Putin's coming for us. He is. We know it. Um, We're enemy number one. Yeah. We've, got, we've shot up quickly in yes. the popularity rankings. We're on his <laughs> radar. So I got another email from our friend Steve from Linwood. Oh, finally. He emails back. 
Yeah, it's been a little while. He's, I don't he's know. He must have been busy managing his home run in. Um, but so he says, "Be pimple," which oh. by far the worst. You know, he's not even trying anymore. He's done. Yeah, it's not even it's it's not even funny. Like if you have if you have the lowest standards of sense of humor, it's not even funny. No, he, it's um, pimples aren't funny. There's he's scraped to the bottom of the barrel and gone past the barrel, and mm-hmm. he's looking for a new barrel and he's not finding one. He's in the ground somewhere. But anyway, he says once again, you talk about pizza, deep dish no less, and nary a mention of home run in. I like the nary um, part of it. Part of me is wondering why I even bother to keep listening to this cavalcade of pointlessness. That's a little harsh. Yeah, that's uh, I think it's a, a little, little more diction little than he's point. used in the past. There's a little bit of point to it. Um, by the way, I have a pot-bellied pig as a pet. And I don't see you guys doing a top five pig breeds, you simpletons. I don't know Science of any Steve from pig breeds outside of Potbelly. And I'm sorry, but if it's not a dog or a cat, it's 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 an other. Other? So we yeah. could do a top five other pets. Would I think Potbelly pig be on that? We perhaps. Okay. And I'll say this though, like at some point in my childhood, we've had a lot of different pets. Not so many of the rodent variety that I don't really like. But um, we've had a bird, and we've had a lizard. Lizards are hard to keep alive. Oh, really? I don't know. They need, like, two-degree temperature variants. And if they're not in that, they're going to die. Oh, boy. And our lizard died. And then we had a bird, which is just flat-out the worst kind of pet you can have. Yeah. It was a cockatiel, and it was loud, and it shat on all the picture frames. <laughs> and it was just... I don't even get why you would have a bird as a pet. Yeah. So... Our dog, when I was a kid, tried to kill our bird. Like every That's day. a smart dog. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Um, so I think that is going to do it. Uh, and if you have an email that you want to send in to us, please do. It's at whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. That'll wrap it up for this episode. Signing off, this is A Mets. And B Pit by Steve. Peace out. Peace out.